Check, check. Mic check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show is back. Thursday, April 8th, 11 a.m., Atlanta 1 2. And three, un, deux, trois. Coming up, only five rounds to go in the Monster Energy AMA uh, Supercross Series. And lots to talk about when it comes to the series. Brand new venue, Speedway type of track. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. We are giving away a Fly Racing Works stand today. Podium stand or something like that it's called. It's a stand, all right? And it's from Fly and it's really good. And we're giving one away to a lucky caller. Capiche? 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Let's talk some Atlanta. Let's talk some 250 West. Let's talk the 450 class. Uh, lots to get into when it comes to the races this weekend. And uh, thanks for listening, man. I really appreciate it. Next week, we'll be uh, on the road in uh, in Georgia doing some of this stuff. And uh, so, yeah, we'll tune in for that as well. We'll try to keep the shows rolling along. Fly racing, of course. Go to your favorite dealer. Go to your favorite e-tailer, like the guys at Motorsport. And uh, look at Fly Racing. Look what they've got going on. Their 2021 line is uh, really, really good. They have uh, the new Kinetic Mesh being released this Friday. That's tomorrow, actually. So tomorrow, keep an eye on social channels at Fly Racing. And the racers will be in it as well uh, in uh, in Atlanta. So please check that out. Uh, Kinetic Mesh, of course, really lightweight, really well-vented, really uh, stretchy. Really fits really well. Uh, FlyRacing.com, the Formula Helmet, is the best helmet on the market. I, I know I'm paid by Fly, and I know I'm biased, but it's the best helmet on the market. It's so quiet. It's so light. It's so safe. It, it's absolutely amazing. If you're in the market for a, a high-end helmet, please check out the Formula Helmet. Uh, the folks at ProTaper are on board as well. Sprockets and chains and bars. They've got the, the original bar without the crossbar way back in the day in the early 90s, and they continue to um, uh, set new bars. Set new bars? Yeah, set the bar. Set the bar. Uh, speaking of bars, the uh, Evo bar, the micro bar, 7 eighths bar, they've got it all for you, the folks over there, uh, really, really doing good stuff at Pro Taper. When you look at Chaparral Honda, you look at Rockstar Husky, you look at many teams using Pro Taper uh, products, and they do a great job with those guys, ProTaper.com. Maxis Tires, of course. Thanks to the folks at Maxis for coming on board. MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath and used by the SGB Maxis Kawasaki team of A-Ray and Jeremy Smith. Jeremy Smith is uh, coming in strong on the Yamaha LCQ privateer challenge so thanks to the folks at maxis tires great mountain bike tires light truck tires utv tires they've got it anything and everything going on with those guys also i want to thank the folks at get 
Uh, of course, they got the wireless hour meters. They got the RPM dashboard that uh, a lot of the teams will be using in, when the MXGPs kick off. So if you want something from the folks at Get, uh, email us using the contact form on PulpMX, and we will dial you in with that. Uh, also, I want to thank the folks at Athena. They're part of uh, uh, Get, and they've got... Uh, they got in-house complete cylinders and kits of the highest quality and efficiency. Uh, Athena sets kits are so easy and fast to install and offer a special finishing in nickel and silicone to grant maximum duration and smoother sliding. Uh, so please check the folks at Athena out. And also FMF Vision on board with us. Zach Osborne running FMF Vision. Rocky Mountain KTM with Savachi and Bogle. Uh, Peters, Osby, Lopes also all using that. So thanks to those guys um, for coming on board with us. Give them a follow on Instagram at FMF Vision. And, uh, yeah, please check those guys out. Uh, they got the brand-new goggles this year. And FMF Racing was born from a desire to outperform and go faster. For over 50 years, FMF has been leading in the pursuit of precision, power, and speed. And they're now expanding into vision. So please check those guys out. Uh, they'll dial you in. So Jason Thomas and Jason Wygant coming in on the show to talk Supercross, uh, 702-586-7857. we got a few phone lines open. Taking your calls over there, holding things down. The Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? Hi, Steve. What's going on? Just glad to be here. Uh, so uh, you sort of were down on my purchase of the Intense Primer regular bike? I'm a realist, is what I and I have experience in your situation. Um, it's your money, so obviously you can do what you want, but... Uh, you know, you, you chose to, to get a primer, which is actually a really nice bike. I was uh, able and willing to put that together for yes, you. Yes, you were. And it's actually a really nice bike, and I was impressed with it, but it's not an e-bike. Um, can I and just, that's the thing. Can I just tell you that it was a lot of work yesterday on my first ride on it? It was, <laughs> it was, it was so much work. Mm -hmm. I got so tired. God. Will it get better, do you think? Um, if you stop riding your e-bike, yes, it will get better. Um, but, but that's the thing is you keep going from, from one end to the other. Maybe it's going to make you appreciate your e-bike even more, right? Maybe that's the thing. I don't know, man. I might, that, that might've been a bad idea. You wanna, probably, you wanna, probably. You want to buy yeah. a primer? Uh, I, it sounds like there's a lot of people who want to buy the primer <laughs> off of you and I'm not one of them. I, uh, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm not going to give it up this soon, but, uh, good God, it was a lot of work and it was a, really slow too. Like you're, you're like, you're going slow. The, the, that was the, not just the, the, the hard work part, right? But the fun thing about e-bikes is how much ground you can cover and you're still getting your exercise and everything like that. Right. But you're just, you're covering ground and you're seeing everything. I and mean, that's half the fun of, of mountain biking is all the, the terrain and the landscape you get to see and stuff like that. And right. you don't get that on a normal one. You don't. No, nope. no. Um, all right. Let's get uh, JT on the line if we can. And uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show on the line. We're going to give away a Fly Racing. Is it podium stand? What's, what, what is it? It's podium stand? Works work stand. stand. Right. Work stand. What's the difference? Do you know? Uh, the work stand is a higher end one. has like these fold out little oh, kind of those. tray yeah, things yeah. to place your tools and stuff. I got yeah. one of those. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so please check that out. The 250... Uh, West Series, uh, Cooper's got the lead right now, but of course, uh, Hunter Lawrence and Cameron McAdoo are right there. So that thing looks like it's going to go down to the wire. Um, they've got three races in Atlanta, and then they have the shootout uh, at the final round in Salt Lake. So we're going to get a lot more clarity on that series in a in a week. There's no doubt about it. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Funny how um, we're looking – well, I'm going to ask the weatherman coming up here shortly, uh, but we're looking at uh, Atlanta 1. In a couple of days, it looks like it may be, may be wet. So uh, let's check that out. Um, and when we get Jason Thomas on the line from Fly Racing, of course. And uh, big news also this week. Well, I don't know if big news, but 
let's call it expected news. Um, Adam C. Cirillo, Austin Forkner, and Zach uh, Osborne are all going to be out until the outdoor start. So uh, we kind of were thinking they might come back for Soupy. We weren't exactly sure. But, yeah, it looks like they're going to be uh, out for outdoors. And uh, so that'll be you know, bummer for those guys um, to, to check that out. So please check those guys out. Uh, they're on social for, for those announcements. And, again, Maxis, FMF Vision, Get, Pro Taper, Fly Racing, all on board with us, and, uh, and you people too. So 702-586-7857. Got a few lines open if you want to give us a call and uh, talk some Supercross. I think the Atlanta races will be interesting. I looked at the track map, and uh, it looks like they'll, they'll be uh, really, really interesting, long lines of rhythms. And uh, yeah, man, should be should be really good. Um, dirt looks good too. Only thing is, is I think we may, yeah, we may see some weather uh, Saturday. We may see uh, some stuff going on that could inter- could uh, perhaps make a wild race there in Atlanta. So, uh, Eli, of course, Eli Tomac is really good at these speedway races, but I think this race is more normal than that. So that shouldn't really bother him. Also, when you look at the uh, points, Cooper Webb, of course, looking good to keep holding on to this thing uh, throughout the thing throughout the deal. He has been on a roll. Now, obviously, with a two-week break, that kind of, you know, we had Chad Reed on the Monday night uh, pulp show, and he kind of thought that it favored Kenny, which I agree. Cooper was on a roll here, and uh, Kenny was, you know, not not the same Kenny we saw in Indianapolis when he swept him. So I do think that it'll the break will help anybody. It'll help Kenny Roxon. But I, I don't see how, with the way those guys have separated and the way those guys have kind of come on lately, I don't see how, like, even if Kenny beats Webb, he gets three points you know maybe Tomac gets there and he gets five but when you look at the whole the whole deal um you know it's going to be pretty pretty tough for Roxanne to make up those points now in the mud crashes bike problems anything can happen right you never know but I uh, man I don't know Cooper Webb looks pretty damn good right now so we'll get into that and uh and much more with our guests here on the show 702-586-7857 give us a call uh like I said we got some phone lines open and uh happy to have you people call in happy to have this gentleman on the line he's from Racer X online Racer X magazine he's the voice of motocross it's Jason Wygan what's up Weege yeah I'm a little bit confused uh am I JT or am I me you are you because JT didn't pick up for some reason Okay, so I am still me. I, I didn't know if I was becoming Jason Thomas instead of Jason Wygant. No, no, yeah, you're Jason Wygant. But we're, we may have okay. to uh, call an audible here and uh, get somebody else on for the next half hour. Uh, before we get too far into this, any interest in buying an intense primer mountain bike, non-e-bike? Any interest in that? Uh, not yet. Uh, I think I need to get a few more miles on it and okay. uh, maybe drop it a few times, yep. bring the value down, and then, uh, yes, Absolutely. Uh, okay, all right, I'll keep you in mind because uh, the first ride on it was really – it didn't go great. So. I cannot believe uh, that you did this. I mean, I understand your scientific theory. Yes. But come on, Steve. <laughs> yeah, pretty much is what I was thinking on out on the trail. Come on, Steve. That's exactly yeah, what I was thinking. you're just an e-bike guy. You're just an e-bike guy. I'm not sure. You're one of the few. There's not many people who – I mean, I know you've had regular mountain bikes in the past, but very few have kind of started, so to speak. Like most people switch the other way. Yeah. So, I don't know. If you start all your miles on an e-bike, you might just be spoiled for life. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, that could be absolutely yeah. true. Um, yep. Well, hey, listen, uh, we'll get into it a little bit here. Uh, I guess off the top, though, what I was saying, we saw some news. Osborne, Forkner, AC, all saving it for your series. All saving it for the outdoors. Osborne? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, uh, my series, the uh, the 
Lucas Oil Promoter Cross Championship. Yeah. Best announcing, best television program in the biz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've heard the reason they're doing it is because of the prestige. You're not even hurt. It's just because of the Oh, oh okay. Yeah. 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 I've heard. Can't uh, confirm or deny. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, well, you know what? It doesn't make a lot of sense for those guys to come back. Like, like So if you're not coming back for this Saturday, you're definitely not going to come in for Tuesday race. And then now you're coming back for Atlanta 3, and there's just two more after that at Salt Lake. Like, I get it, right? Uh, well, the 450 guys, yes. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess they wouldn't have been ready for this. We know Zacco wasn't. I don't know the exact details of the timing of Adam. But I guess, yeah, it's like, why go to the last two? But personally, I'm not a fan of that. I like when motorcycle riders ride and race. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure for Kawasaki, you're like, yeah, we tried that with AC last year. And he weeded himself again in Salt Lake. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. Deals, I forgot about that, yeah. I mean, we had the exact – dude, the season has been bizarrely the same. Same injury, collarbone, same timing. They brought him back last year. Guess they're going to learn from that. Yep. The one that's a little odd to me – is Forkner, who, as you know, I interviewed on Tuesday, and uh, he hadn't ridden Supercross, but he's been riding for a month now. So he said, you know, if they want me to race, you know, I'm okay. I can do it. It's up to them. So, and remember, it's not like he, as a 450 guy, yes, you would miss Atlanta, and you'd miss Tuesday, and then it's like it's only three to go. Well, there are only two races in the 250 East anyway. Forkner could easily race those. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Salt Lake, both Salt Lakes. He could jump in. Yep. Yeah, so I don't know. All this does is put to bed whenever I hear fans say, like, well, the teams, they're there for marketing, they're marketing arms. They are not. They are there to get results. They do not care about the additional exposure that Forkner getting fourth or fifth or a podium is going to do or seeing Cirillo being in the mix is going to do. They're like, if you cannot win the race or the title, do not show up. I know, like I don't really. It's funny how that works, right? But but no, but they'll be marketing when they need to. They they move the goalposts. Oh, you know, there are times where they use marketing. Oh yeah, no, the teams teams move the goalposts when they need to for sure. Yeah, I just go all the way back to the summer of I think 2012. Villapoto tears his ACL, and then by like the beginning of August, he's just posting all these videos of him just freaking blasting. Yeah, like riding so good. And we have one of the NBC execs at uh, Steel City, and he's like, why isn't he racing? And I'm like, nothing to gain. And he's like, what? I'm like, nothing to gain. And he's like, don't they pay him to race? And he can race? So yeah. they're okay with paying him to not race, even though he can race. And I'm like, yep. And he's like, what other sport works like that? He's like, even if your team's out of the playoffs, if the quarterback's healthy, you still he still comes back. He yeah. still plays. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's just the way they are. And he's like, doesn't Kawasaki want – him out these last two races so people can take monster energy on the bike. And I'm like, that's not. Guess not. Yeah. No, uh, it, it is bizarre in our sport for sure. Uh, your Forkner, yeah. the Forkner interview was interesting as always. Austin's, uh, Austin's got a lot to say. Collarbones are He's stupid. He, he does. Collarbones are stupid. They don't even know. They don't even do anything. Well, I'm going to defend him there. I, uh, I separated my shoulder once. So the doctor did say, he's like, you know, the collarbone is only 10% of the, you know, weight-bearing yeah. structure of your yeah. shoulder. Yeah. So, yeah, I think if you're a motocrosser and you could just take them out. Right. They're just something to get hurt. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's interesting. But here, here's what I like about him. I mean, I asked him. Some people don't like you. Do you care? He does not care. Mm. Yeah, I think we can which, see that. Yeah. yeah. Which I was going to say, it's fairly obvious. Yeah. Like, Forkner is degas. Forkner is Forkner. He's going to Forkner. Yep. He's not bothered by opinions uh, either way. So, I guess... I don't mind it as long as you, you know, if you are who you are and you admit it, 
and you're consistent, yeah, I don't really mind. We we really, I mean, look, he's he's balls fast and he's really good, but this outdoor season is big for him. I think he's got I you agree. know uh, he's got a I don't I don't know he doesn't have to win the title or anything else. He's just got to be there, man. Yeah, you know? and even he, you know, he might be outspoken, but even he realizes the gravity of three years in a row. Yep. You know, people are counting on me to win, and I've blown it by getting hurt. Uh, so I think he knows that. But, look, any time he has raced, he's been really good. So it would be foolish to think mm-hmm. if yeah. he can race all 24 motos, if if he doesn't get hurt, he's going to be good. He's oh, no, no, yeah, no. He never hasn't been. No, no, he, yeah. I don't, he doesn't need to win the title. I'm not saying – he just needs to be – he needs to get through 24 motos and podium, win, win one or two and podium a bunch yeah. and be in the mix, be a top five yeah. guy uh, every single time. Yeah. You know, I Gosh. think – you know, other than that, like if he, if he doesn't do that, if he gets hurt again, I mean, Cowie's yeah. no no one's kicking him to the curb, but now you're I think you're in another stratosphere of talking about him as far as what he can do. I know, and I almost want it to be that way. I don't want him to do badly. I'm just saying, if you do badly, I feel like there should always be consequences. Uh, you know, when he got hurt at Houston three, I'm like, man, these amateur phenom things it keeps not working out. Like. In this case, it wasn't like they thought he was better than he was. No, he is just as good as they thought he would be. But he just keeps getting hurt, kind of like AC. Uh, and it's like, well, no big deal. He'll just come back next year and win it next year. And I'm like, yeah, but there should be like a – there shouldn't be like a, ah, don't worry about it, we'll come back next year. You should be somewhat bummed in general every time something flips from your grasp. Yeah, yeah, you only have so many shots. I mean, you look at someone like Dean Wilson, you know, like – he, he got the outdoor oh, title. Oh, we'll get him next year. It never happened. Never happened. It never happened. It never, never happened. Never got Jay him Mark. next year. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jay Mark. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So. You never never quite know where you're at. You have to take advantage of it when you can. So. Yeah, so, like, I, I feel like, yes, there should be repercussions. It shouldn't just be like, ah, he gave you the college tribe, we'll bring it back next year. And they would. But at the same time, we like to tell these stories. And the story is, what a bummer that this year got blown. And, yeah, man, if he gets hurt again. Yeah. But – I gotta say the crashes have all been. I, I don't know if you can even necessarily say like, well, he's bound to crash because he rides so out of control. I don't necessarily think that. So who knows? He could yeah. be fine. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Right, he'll he'll flip the switch and he'll win a bunch, and and everyone else will always uh, will always wonder. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. Hey, let's go to uh, let's go to line one here and uh, talk to Dustin. Dustin, what's going on, man? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Yep. I just had a question that I know from the Pulp Show. You guys were talking about um, AP, you know, potentially going to um, KTM. And you know how they always work. Like, I remember Reed saying he rode in Tortelli's gear, like, one day real early to ride test ride the Suzuki. Um, but I know they do that. But when Roxon was going to talk about going to RCH, and then Roger wouldn't let him ride in the new KTM, was that just because he signed so early? Or was what was the difference in that? Well, because he was leaving the team. Oh, it was, it was already for sure done at that point when yeah. they knew they were going to get the new bike? Yeah, he was leaving the team. He was going to RCH, so KTM was like, yeah, you're not riding the new one. You know, Because I know it was pretty early. I think it was like March or something like that when he had decided, but I wasn't sure when you know the new yeah. bikes come out, how early they could actually have access to riding them. Yeah, they can ride them pretty early, especially nowadays. Like, I don't, don't you feel like the OEM models are coming out more sooner and sooner, right, as far as the next year? So, it used to be like uh, August, September. Now it seems like it's yeah. beginning of summer. Yeah, exactly, right? So, um yeah, in that case, that Roger just you know knew he was leaving, so he didn't want to didn't want didn't want to ride it, you know. So, uh, but yeah, everybody kind of rides the next year's bikes while they you know while they're in while they're in decision. I I would think AP, 
generally speaking, these contracts, there's a point of where you cannot sign. You have to wait until like June or July before you need to make a decision. So mm-hmm. he wouldn't ride a KTM until June. But you, do you think he's riding one, Steve? Do you think I do. he's riding one? I think, he, I think all these guys do, yeah. I think he jumps on one. Oh, sure. okay. Yeah, I do. Yep. I don't even give him a shot. Yeah. So I mean, look at JT when he said, you know, he's ridden reads, you know, Chad's bikes or anything like that during the year, just to, you know, test it out. So, I mean, I would assume somewhere, but somehow he's maybe he's already ridden one or you know. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, who knows? You know, I, I, he's not at the riding facility that I can think of where he could jump on one, but maybe, maybe. You know, if he were to show up, I mean, everyone would know about like, oh, what's he doing here? So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, these guys all do it. They they did it back in the day. You know, the guys would jump on Johnny O's bike, and you know, and Dogger would jump on this guy's bike. So yeah, it all it all happens. You know. So I don't know, Gosh, man. Bobby Regan doesn't sound like the kind of game he's going to play. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dustin. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, what do you mean? Wage? I, I feel like they're going to put an ankle bracelet on uh, Aaron Plessinger to make sure he didn't touch somebody else's bike. Why do you? Do you what, figure stars the kind of team's going to be like? Ah, that's cool. No, I don't think that they would. They would know about it. He would do it. In, How he, would they not know? Uh, he would just go somewhere where KTM is and go ride. He's just going to call Swanee and be like, "Hey, man, I rolled my ankle. Can't ride today." I'll check in with you in two days. Nah, just these guys do it. I mean, you know, when I was at Yamaha, we, we built Millsaps, so 250F, you know, and wow. he's, we shipped it to his house, and Jimmy Perry went out to Millsaps' house when he was on Factory Suzuki, and he rode the Yamaha. You know, somehow he figured it out. Yeah, but he is, this is much more under lock and key, this star program. Like, it's not Millsaps' house now. You're going to... Yamaha track or Star, which now owns a goat farm. No, you're gonna have armed guards. You're going out to ID. Florida somewhere. You're doing something in Florida. What What do you make of this, by the way? AP apparently mulling over an offer with uh with KTM. What do you make of this, Weege? Yeah, well, none of it's surprising. I mean, if you're AP, this is awesome. Best thing you could ever have is multiple suitors, right? You could drive your price up. That's the best thing that could happen as a yeah. free agent. I'm happy to see it. Uh, you know, we hear too many stories of doom and gloom and it's hard to get rides so i'm happy to hear there's a guy and let's be honest he's riding well this year but it's not like he's dominating so i'm glad people are seeing potential you know in that he's only had one podium but that's cool that he's he's gonna get paid uh but i'm a little curious because it is an obvious answer to say like well look at cooper webb but i think aaron really likes the star guys yeah i think he really likes the bike i don't think it's as cut and dry like oh man if he's got a chance to go to ktm he's gonna do it yeah i agree i agree um I think it's I think it's funny that there's no secret that J-Mart went back to Star because he saw a path to a 450 ride, and the path he saw was AP's contract coming up. I know, and at the time, I'm hearing AP saying like the the goal is to have them exercise the option and let me stay. Yeah, yeah, but that was smart by J-Mart. And so now, if AP stays, which I could totally see doing for all the reasons you laid out. J-Mart's path to 450 might be blocked, uh, but then again, maybe J-Mart's going back down anyways because he, you know, crashed out the opening round. J-Mart's going back down, dude. I would be shocked. I would be shocked. Okay. Wouldn't yeah. you? Uh, I don't know if I'd be shocked. I don't know if I'd be shocked. Yeah. But, yep. Uh, and by the way, I did ask Fortner, what about your deal? And he said, I don't know if I put this in a typed out interview. You can uh, listen to the whole podcast, which is launching today. And he's like, yeah, well, I was supposed to point out this year. So that's obviously going to change my deal. So that's interesting, too. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I heard through the grapevine that Eli signed a new two-year deal. So he's there for two more Whoa. years. Yeah, yeah. So wow. So there might not be a room for Forkner, or Forkner has two more years in 250 class, you know? So You'd have to really study the pointing out rules uh, for Forkner. Oh, they'll just so cha- if he's got two more years. They'll just change them. 
It's fine. They'll just, oh, they'll, oh, okay. They'll, they'll, My bad. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll always end up doing that. Uh, let's go to Joe on one. Joe, what's up? What's your question for Jason Wygant? Yo, it's Dirty Joe. Uh, Dirty Joe. Josh Hill's racing this weekend. How do you guys think he's going to do? I think maybe top ten in him. No. No chance, Joe. What? How much do you want to bet? Joe, how much do you want to bet he doesn't he doesn't top 10 to 450 class? Uh, uh, six or nine dollars. I don't know. Okay. All right. Nice. Um, nice. I, you know what? Go. I think I think he can make the main. He can lay a lap down. He can go fast. But 20 minutes yeah. plus a lap, I, I don't see him doing much yeah, be hard. if he makes the main. Well, you know? we're rooting for him. All right. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks for calling. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, that's Josh Hill making a comeback. Weege, what do you think? What do you see him at? Yeah, like, I think he'll ride well, but uh, as always, the problem is when you throw out the, this should be a top five guy or a top ten guy or whatever position you want to pick, you always have to go and look yeah. who are the other guys in the top ten. Now, we're missing a few, as we said, no Zach, oh, no AC, guys like that. I think Vogel's back, but uh, you can easily find ten guys and be like, there's no way he's going to beat those ten guys that have been racing all year and are really good, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, Ferrandis gets tenth sometimes. Absolutely, or, yeah, yeah. What did, what did Plessinger get at the last race, ninth? Whatever it was, yeah. Right. So a top ten guy sounds cool, but that's that's not what he is. For for me, I just fear making mains. It's hard. Uh, I fear that with Hartraff moving into the class. It's not. Now, Hartraff, look, he's ridden worse than anyone expected him to. But even at his best, I'm like, well, you can easily name 16 to 18 guys who he's not clearly better than. Now you're in the danger zone. Yeah. So – Yep. That's what we're about with Hill. Yeah, I, I you know, you gotta make a spot for Chiz in there, but uh of course, you know of course. But I do think I do think Hill can make the main event, but I don't know about once he gets in there, but whatever. At this point, right? Who cares? So Yeah, yeah. I mean it's cool. He's he's popular. People like having him around. I think it's neat. Uh and if he does do okay, I think it's a neat little deal to know that it's still possible, but he's getting the benefit of what, three or four positions? Yeah. Uh that just or, or main event for sure guys. That disappeared just recently. Yep, uh, that helps. Absolutely. So, um, where are you at? You're a big NASCAR guy. You know, you're trying to make, oh, yeah. make the move in the NASCAR yep. and everything else. Yep. You're trying to yep. leave us. Where are you at yep. with your general thoughts on how this Atlanta Speedway thing is going to go? Honestly, I think there's a really good chance. This is like the perfect storm. I think the track has a good chance of being really good having big rhythms and long lap times, and that's what everybody says they want, right? Now, I don't know if it's going to draw a crowd, but guess what? You can't measure that this year. Nothing's drawing a crowd. You will never be able to say, if we had this race normally, you could look at the grandstands and be like, this is a shell of what we used to have at the Georgia Dome or Mercedes-Benz Stadium. But this year, you wouldn't have had a crowd either way. So that factor, which should be the biggest factor, is out the window. So I think people are going to be like, that was badass, track looked cool, it was gnarly, long lap times, big rhythms. That's what we all want, and everybody's going to say it's great. Okay. Storm. Yeah. So you you think it's going to be it's going to be a hit for various reasons. This is what everybody says they want, right? Big, fast, open tracks. Yep. It, um, so they're going to get it. The tracks looks huge. Our buddy uh, Michael Antonovich uh, was saying that this could be the future of Supercross speedways like this. What do you think? Heard it all before. Heard it all before. <laughs> what do you yep. mean? What do you mean? Dude, there's nothing new under the sun. I'm sure they said this in the mid-'80s when AMA had to go to Talladega and Daytona for the series. And, in dude, I remember 2008, they announced that Daytona Motorsports Group has taken over AMA Pro Racing. 
on the day of the Daytona Supercross. So all day, everybody's like, look at that infield. That's the future. That's what's coming. Daytona Motorsports Group is buying AMA Pro Racing, and this is what they're going to do. Uh-huh. Uh, we haven't had a single speedway race since then until now, and this isn't even run by them. So right. I, don't, I don't buy it. It, I, I don't either for the reasons of like you know the, you're you're away from the track with the viewing you know what I mean you're you're far away you're you're open to the elements if you're felled you're open to the elements as far as you know having a crappy race uh I logistical it's probably not really super easy but yeah I, I don't I, I see this as JT was saying on the pulp show you know the Mercedes-Benz dome was really expensive to rent and we know we know the, the the security and everything else there, you know, hasn't hasn't really worked out well with the teams and the, and everybody else. So maybe this, you know, maybe yeah, this one I could see, right? Lasting, yeah, for yeah. Sure. This one might be but like a permanent special thing. circumstances, right? Yes, I could see that. But someday the Supercross series having five different NASCAR tracks on the calendar, mm-hmm. not going to happen. Like, well, tell me what is fundamentally different? These NASCAR tracks have been around for fifty years, and so is Supercross. Why would anything change now? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think the experience yeah. is better. I don't think it's a better experience. No, it's definitely not. I right. mean, Supercross is designed to be. I mean, you've been to Daytona a million times. What's your take on it? Daytona sucks. It's the worst race on the circuit. Okay, it's maybe an extreme take, but the point is, Supercross <laughs> is better. Supercross is better in a football and baseball stadium. Yeah. That's the way it was designed to be. Yep. So I don't really see it changing. Yep. I don't see anything. Okay, I know the world's gone through a lot of change in the last eighteen months, but I don't see anything fundamentally different on that front. Like. I, I, maybe some people are saying, oh, the NASCAR tracks will be more lax with allowing more fans than a regular stadium, but I don't think those factors are going to be around for long. No, yeah, I agree with that. Um, it's really good to have you return to the series, by the way. Be really I good. know, I'm really excited to go to go to it. What is it like seeing riders in person? It's, it's got to be quite an experience. It is quite an experience. Uh, the pits aren't quite the same still. Nothing's really changed there, by the way. So, yeah. uh, But if yeah. you are going to Atlanta, a fly racing uh, pit radio show will be, uh, will be oh. happening. So. Uh, oh yeah! Please check that out. And I'm we, in, and we have a day race. This Saturday's a day race, so Pulp Mex Fantasy people, be warned. Uh, I don't know what. I think it's all over by seven, by six. Six, I think, or does it start at six? Maybe so, start. No, I think it's done at six. Yeah, yeah. Whole whole whole, six. whole thing. Um, it is, as you would like to say, balls early. Yeah, balls early for sure. So, um, Hunter Lawrence, Ramit, and Justin Cooper, they're breaking away here. Three to three to go in Atlanta, and then one more for the shootout. Who do you like? Who do you, what are you thinking? We, we we debated this on Monday night, but we didn't. You obviously weren't on, so tell us what you think. I think they need something to go wrong for Justin Cooper. I feel like if you give Justin Cooper a the points lead uh-huh. and b okay, maybe those guys are able to match him. But to say that McAdoo or Lawrence or both are just better than him and. They'll just beat him straight up every time, no problem, and overcome that whatever it is, two-point gap, six-point gap. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. That seems a little crazy to me. So I feel like they need some sort of chaos, which certainly could happen. Yep. If everything just goes normal, my money's on Cooper, no problem. But obviously, as we've seen in the 250s this year, including Justin Cooper's previous couple of races, uh, anything could happen. But I'll pick Cooper. Wow. Especially Troll Train isn't coming back, so he's not there to oh. take points away from anybody. Uh, well, if he wins, though, he doesn't really affect it. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, Which I, would have happened. I mean, this is outdoor warrior terrain right here. I feel like looking at the track map of this, which I did this morning, like, yeah, it, dude, it's going to favor Cooper, I think. I don't know why. I just think <laughs> I it will. I cannot believe 
how long some of those rhythms are. That rhythm, After the finish line, I'm like, how fast are they going to be going? <laughs> right. <laughs> it looks three times longer than a typical lane in a Supercross. So oh, yeah. I don't know how much they're really accelerating over jumps, but did, more so than turns. Did uh, did Jeremy Mallott design some of this course? Straight rhythm? <laughs> right? Straight rhythm, right? yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. I, I, re- I really see that happening. Uh, Protaper.com, get and Athena, the folks at FMF Vision and Max's Tires, all on board with us. Fly Racing Moto 60 show, of course, flyracing.com. Before we let you go, Weege, we'll, uh, we'll bring JT in here. JT, what's going on? Hey, what's happening? So where are we at with the weather? Where, what are we doing? What's happening, listen, weatherman? Listen, I'm like a, a battered housewife who has been put in her place way too many times okay. by an abusive husband who yep. is Jason Wygant. Yep. And I you, you don't, I, the, I don't have an opinion anymore. Like, I, he's beaten oh. the opinion out of me. Oh. It looks like we're going to get white rain. It does. Okay. It does, but I, we've, we've been down this road before. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, the Weege, only Weege comes home only, late. He comes home yeah. like 2, 3 a.m., <laughs> drunk, and starts knocking me around. Right. And it never rains. And then I just have to take this abuse and, and go back to sleep and assume it's all my fault. I mean, you got it coming, JT. You got it coming. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I never should have opened my mouth. The Orlando one. I mean, it was downpouring. Downpouring. And uh, no, 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 Daytona, Daytona was the ultimate win. Oh, really? Really? I think so because it was. I mean, it literally said a hundred percent rain, and then we just got nothing. It, I mean, the weather sucked, but the track yeah. and the racing was great. We got nothing, and I, I mean, I was getting a hundred percent on every weather forecast. I was going on international weather charts, and it was showing a hundred percent chance of rain in Daytona. Yeah, well, and we got we it didn't it just did never it never materialized. So in that moment, I realized that I had come up against a superior opponent, just a a supreme force of nature that is Weege and the weather, and and I have to I have to duck out now. Okay, all right, Weege, well, congratulations, Wygant. All right, so if if it turns out to be a mutter this weekend, it affects nothing then, right? I'm still good. No, 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 I'll at? be right back right back down oh. the, the previous lane. Yes. Oh, damn it. It only takes one win to restore confidence. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's the racing thing. I am a little worried only because in Orlando they prove they've got it down to such a science covering the tracks, et cetera, et cetera. Is there a chance that because this is different that they will not be as good at that? They won't have as much tarp or whatever. It looks like the track's been built for days, but I can see on social media, so maybe they are ready. But that's the only thing that makes me worry. It's not the standard race. Well, it's going to be much more challenging to cover a, a track like this because it's the size of it, right? Yeah. So if we do get the rain that I expected in Daytona, you know, that the Florida Southern, you know, big droplets, heavy rain on a track like this that's spread out and they can't cover it well, and then the may, maybe they have the drainage covered, which we, we know that's always a talking point for these speedway races. Maybe I get some uh, – I get a little uh, retribution here, but I'm not counting on it. I'm still going yeah, to yeah. remain oh. inside my hole until I see the rain pouring down during racing time. Congratulations, Jason Wygant. You've done it. I'm proud. Yep. I'm proud. Yep. Time hey, it's a well-earned victory. You've, uh, yeah. You have stuck to your guns through thick and thin. You have taken some L's along the way. You have. I have. There's been mud but, races. Uh, yep. But I think I've taken more. So it's just the way it is. 
you can set your watch to it. When I get this tweet from someone on Tuesday with a screenshot of the weather forecast, I'm like, oh, not going to be a mud race now. Right. You, right, you know what? I, right. I blame yep. Dirtworks. I blame Dirtworks. Well, they have gotten too good at this. I just saw s- stuff on social that said 90% uh, in the middle of the day on Saturday. So that's where I was. Oh, yeah. This question I, yeah. yeah. I, I, I could bring all of those stats and all that information to you. Yep. But I don't, I don't feel like that it's reliable at this point. Right. Okay. All right. Um, we each Racer X Magazine. Subscribe to Racer X Magazine. Subscri- go to Racer X Online, of course. All that stuff. Yes, uh, sticker kit. And uh, also, I just read free sticker kit if you subscribe. And I just read your Suzuki story last night, actually. Oh. Uh, and I got to use the word actually. Actually, really good. Oh, thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. It's actually yeah, really good. It's actually really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was, some, there was some information that I had not known in there, some, some data. About in the 80s, they sucked because they were building a new plant. Yep. So maybe they were just saving their money, and then they came back strong. So maybe that's what we got. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, good luck burning uh, some burgers we each tonight if you're going to have some burgers for, for the family. so Yeah, can't be done. You cannot cook burgers on a grill. Just physically, mentally, human human beings are not meant to do it. Tits, Sorry. tits. The last time he cooked burgers, he told us he did on 250 temperature mm-hmm. for 30 minutes. I've seen all the documentation in here. 30 minutes. Yeah, 30 minutes. <laughs> For hamburgers. Low and slow. Unbelievable. We got to dive into this. Hamburgers are not usually a low and slow item, but yeah. We got to dive into this at a great, when we have more time. We got to get to the bottom of this. Degrees. Yeah. Next time he comes in in studio for the Monday night show, yeah. we need to do this then, and we'll. Yeah, it, it'll yeah. be fun. It'll be absolutely. All right, thanks, Weed. Great idea. Appreciate it. Thanks, All buddy. Right, see you this weekend in person. Yeah, yep. awesome. Awesome. Thank you. That's Jason Wygan, everybody. Um, the barbecue master himself. How much do you want to bet, though, JT? Like his barbecue is just garbage. That could be an issue. We haven't discussed that in our group texts. But, but that- hold on, you you can't cook burgers at two hundred and fifty degrees. No, I know, but maybe his temperature is off, like his because his grill is so old and beat down, right? Like I, I feel like, I mean, it's possible, but right. I feel like just an open flame, you could do a better job than he's doing. Maybe it's I, just the weech factor, by the way. That's the 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 thing. It's the weech he, factor. He said, if his wife sees one <laughs> one speck of pink, throw it out. The kids will die. Oh, oh, the kids really? will die. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They'll get they'll get a. What, e. coli? What do you get when it's raw meat or like whatever? Know, it's yeah. nonsense. She makes them throw out the burgers. Oh, that actually <laughs> makes things even more different now. Oh, it's, it's a mess. Uh, JT, we got a question about the new fly gear, which actually uh, I was going to mention right away, but let's let Colin do it. Colin, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you guys? Good. Hey, so I've been wearing fly for probably 15 years, and then I bought the 21 Kinetic, and it and I've emailed you about this. It I can't wear it. It doesn't fit me right. The twenty-one kinetic mesh or kinetic line. Nope. Just well, it definitely doesn't have mesh. Kinetic. Or okay, it says fly mesh gear. That's why I, I, Tits has got the. Well, that's where yeah. I'm getting at. Oh, okay. So, so uh, what, what's wrong with the kinetic? I don't understand. Yeah, I need more info than that. It, it's like uh, it's like too short between the waist and the crotch, compared to previous years, and I'm just wondering if. The, the new mesh stuff is going to fit the same as last year's mesh, or is it going to have the fitment of the new Connecticut or Kinetic? Um, man, I'm, I'm honestly not sure because we haven't made an adjustment to that part of the pant. Um, what, 
What you have twenty one kinetic that you're specifically talking about now? Right. Yeah, we haven't and made. I, uh, I mean, I, I we haven't. I've tried wearing it, you know, and it's not. Uh, it's it's like literally like it's too short between like my crotch to the top, and you yeah, know, yeah. obviously I, when you uh, sit like that, it pulls it down. So I, I don't. It's really difficult for me to answer because we haven't made any cut change to that specific part. Um, if you told me that your you had Evo and you had that issue, I could say okay, that's. We've heard that the Evo pants a little bit shorter there uh, by design, but man, on kinetic, I don't have a great answer for you because we haven't designed anything differently in that specific part. Um, we did tighten up the knees a tiny bit, and we've made uh, we we changed the waistband like it has a double uh, Velcro strap now that's like more like a belt system than before. But as far as like fundamentally changing that the length of that, I, man, I, I'm I'm struggling for a. Uh, a logical answer. Colin, do you sure you had the kinetic stuff? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Okay, all right, yeah. yeah. Well, but, but okay, so have you worn kinetic? What's your, before you got the no, 21 uh, yeah, kinetic, always, what did you wear? Always worn kinetic. I've bounced, uh, you know, some of the higher, the Evo stuff here right. and there, but I buy like, you know, four or five sets of the kinetic a year. I even went back like three or four years ago to try on the shit, and it fits way better than oh. this 21. Wow. Okay. Can you uh could you do me a, fa a favor and I'm asking a favor here. Could you possibly just measure it and then send me an email or something just so I like go, you know, compare your old stuff with your new stuff and then if there's something going on, I can take it to the design team and say, "Hey, did we actually change this? Like what's going on?" Cuz I haven't heard anything like obviously, you know, it's a, a really high volume one for us and this is the first I've heard of it, so I want to see if it's something that is going on or if this maybe is just a one-off like something happened with this particular pair or what's up yeah so yeah uh, i mean because i i can throw on an old set and be just fine and i throw those on i can't i can't ride in them yeah i'll concern going I'll figure forward. out a way to make it right for you i just want to okay, diagnose so exactly what's what, going on uh, first what's your email jt for this guy or how does he get uh, it? I, I've, to... got, I've got it we've, oh, okay. we've talked okay. before okay. okay perfect yeah yeah Send me uh, send me information if you if you get a chance measure it and let's figure out exactly what's going on and if if something's up we'll replace them and get you dialed that's that's first and foremost. All right, cool, Colin. Thanks, man. All right, thanks, All right. guys. See you. Uh, but so yeah, speaking of that, Kinetic Mesh uh, tomorrow at your favorite dealer uh, on FlyRacing.com. Well, whoa, whoa. Yes, whoa. yes and no. We're ha we're having some uh, some warehouse delays. So oh. We will be going we will be going live with it this weekend. Um, I just can't promise it going to be in a dealer tomorrow. You will see get racers wearing it. You will see it go live, social, everywhere. Okay. Um, right. I just want to pump the brakes on guaranteeing it everywhere because I'm, I'm at the mercy of warehouses. Tits, do you hear that? You can't get it tomorrow. So, Yeah, I know. Uh, so check that out. Uh, it'll be all the fly riders will be in it. Although, JT, if we get some weather, the guys could be switching. They could be switching. Yeah, they'll, they'll have options <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, the last thing, I, and honestly, if it's pouring like that, it kind of doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Um, it's just going to be whether it's it's too cold if they would want to wear something else. Right. Uh, Levi, what's going on? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, I just you kind of touched on it already, but I had a question about the weather. Um, yeah. If it is a mutter, who do you guys see doing the best? Is there anybody, JT, that stands out if we have a mutter on this Atlanta track with this map that you, you think could shine? In the 250 class, I really think uh, you would see that it's kind of cliche to say, but the two best guys, I think 
McAdoo and Justin Cooper. Cooper especially, I think, rides the mud pretty well. Um, and the 450, man, the, the guys that are, are good, you already know. The only guy I would bring up would maybe be Plessinger. You know, he's, he's really been coming on. Uh, Steve, I know you've been talking to him a little bit, and he's, he's really confident. So if I think you threw in some inclement weather there, that would even boost his confidence more, and maybe you could see him have a breakout ride. Uh, how's that, Levi? Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Do you, uh, do you want a fly racing uh, stand, work stand? That would be amazing. They're, they're really good. I got one. I use it, and I fold it out, and I put my little parts there and my tools there and everything else. So stay online. We'll get a whole, we'll get, uh, Tits will get your information. We'll send you a fly racing stand, all right? Awesome, Steve. All Thanks. Right. No problem. Uh, all right, stay on hold. We got our winner for the stand. Uh, let's go to Darkside. He's on two. Darkside, what, shouldn't you be working right now? What are you? Are you on? I am, man. I'm, I'm in the seat of a dump truck right now hauling asphalt. I'm working. Okay. Um. I wanted to hear how JT's ride went out at Western the other day, man. Is he back? I don't know if he's back. What do you mean? Well, like, I need to see more time on the bike. I need to see, you know, more. Well, yeah, I mean, I I have only ridden once. I do plan on riding this summer. Um, I did like the bike. The bike's really good. Um, I was a little worried that it was going to be more indicative of the Honda from, you know, 2020 and before which I would have ridden, but I didn't love it. Uh, this one was a little bit more stable, and I, I genuinely had fun. You know, I, I, I'm looking forward to, uh, to putting in some riding this summer in Boise. Yeah, I guess we fired up. Sounds like you're more back than you've been in a couple of years. We'll see. We'll see. Pump the brakes right. here. We'll see if it makes Kiefer happy or everything else. But, you know, JT, <laughs> Kiefer talks a lot of shit on Western. I'm not happy with it. Uh, it was a good track. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote, we wrote about a, a little bit today for, uh, for Racer X Online tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, that, that was awesome, man. I mean, they went out and worked their butts off to water a track that would have been a desert otherwise. Right. And, uh, yeah, they didn't have to do that for us. So really cool of them, and uh, I, I hope they know that we appreciate it. But the layout was good. It was fun, fun little yeah, track. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. I right. mean, it's, yeah, okay, it's not um, – St. John D'Angeli in France. No, yes, it's a, it's, I mean it's a it's a great race, great track to go to. Middle of the week, get some riding in. It's safe. The jumps are fun. Like right. that's what riding's about. All right, well, suck it, Kiefer. All right, thanks, uh, thanks, All right, Darkside. Guys. All right, thank you. Thanks, man. See you. Uh, yeah, Kiefer spoiled. Kiefer spoiled. He just he, uh, he doesn't like Western, and I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not claiming it's. it's you know. But it should be so up his alley. Look where he rides all the time. I, I don't, don't know, understand bro. that. Why is he being why is he being a snob? Nobody, don't be a snob keeper. Yep, nobody knows. So uh three rounds at Atlanta. Um we this is gonna be a unique track. This is gonna be something cool. I don't know. I still think the top guys are the top guys and that's gonna happen, but but I'm interested to see this place. I looked at the track map this morning, I went on social and saw some photos. Uh, yeah, it should be I think this should be something different and something fun. The track map's intense. Uh, you know, I write that staging area column that came out today or comes out today on uh, Racetracks Online, and I have to break down every section. And, yeah, there will be some flowy stuff that is fast and easy, but there's there's a lot happening. Uh, you know, I, I would love – there's not a stat, right? I, I know we couldn't do this, but I would bet that there are more jumps on this Supercross track than any Supercross track we've seen in history. That That would be my guess. Right. With with the length of it, with the as busy as it is, it's nonstop jumps. It's it's going to be awesome to watch. Um, I'm just hoping that it is dry for one, and then it plays out as good as it looks on the uh, on the drawing there. It's impossible to know for sure, but what do you put lap times at? They're going to be long. 
Uh, I'm going to say it is fast, but I'm going to say one one twenty eight. That long, you think? I, I'm I'm going to okay. shoot. For, I'm yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to be optimistic, and I'm factoring in a little bit of rain too. That'll that'll mm, help okay. me. Okay. All right. It uh, is going to rain. Right. I, I just don't know how much. Yeah, and how much it affects the race. Right. Yeah. Uh, thanks to the folks at FMF Vision, of course, Max's uh, Tires, Get, Pro Taper, all on board with us. If you want something special from Get, email us using the contact form on uh, pulpamex.com. We'll pass it on to our buddies at Get and Athena. They'll dial you in. Fly Racing, of course, flyracing.com. Tomorrow on social will be the uh, drop of the Kinetic Mesh. I'm looking forward to uh, post. I'll be uh, posting that on my stuff as well. So stay tuned on wherever you look at Fly stuff to, uh, to see the latest and greatest from that. Um yeah, I think uh, our buddy Anton. I brought this question up with Weege. Our buddy Anton said that you know this could be the future of supercross, these speedways, and I, I don't. I honestly don't see it. Weege didn't see it either, uh, for the simple fact that you know we've never really gone outside of a speedway. We did Joliet one year, Charlotte, of course, but I don't see what Anton was getting at. And I'm not bringing this question up to bag on our buddy Anton. He's a great dude. I just mm-hmm. don't see um, with the with the with the with the open stadiums and the uh, seats away from the from the track and the way these yeah. things are, I just don't see them uh, fell being like that's where we need to go is more in, inside of these speedways. Well, and, and you know, I don't I don't know the exact numbers here, but I would venture a guess that any race such as Daytona or anything like this, the attendance is severely down from one of the more successful rounds. So to trade out a round. And, and I know the cost of Mercedes-Benz Dome is more now, but let's just say a successful event, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to be Atlanta. It could be anywhere. One of the more successful events, you're talking 40,000, 50,000 people. You're not getting anything close to that at one of the Speedway events. It, it's just not happening. I don't know what the reason is. I don't know if it's just the seating's not as good or you can't see as much or it's just not the same environment. And maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe we well, just blow the doors off of Atlanta this weekend. What did we get at Daytona? First, what do you think we got at Daytona? You know, pre-COVID times. What do you? What would you say? I know the uh, twenty, fifteen, fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know the number, but I know it's not forty-five. Yep. You know. Yep. Um, so that's really what I look at. The only way I could ever see it happen is if these speedways come in with such a low overhead cost mm-hmm. that it makes sense. And maybe they can. I don't know. But I, I would be shocked if the numbers line up where they're like, yeah, this is a net win for us. Like, we're just going to go to yeah. this trans, the speedway yeah. transition. I don't personally think that's the direction they want to go. I think still having them inside football stadiums and baseball stadiums is the long-term net win. We just need to be able to have full stadiums again, and then everything else works itself out. I don't know, man. I went to some fairground races that were really fun. They should look into some fairgrounds. <laughs> like fairgrounds, you're, the action is right on top of you. It's it's awesome. So we could just do them all sponsor cup like Dade City, like back in the day. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> totally. Uh, so seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We'll take a few more calls before the uh, end of the Fly Racing Moto sixty show here. I'm also interested to see, um, uh, you know, Tuesday's a quick turnaround. They're they're looking at different track maps. I looked at them, and they're they're, they're going to change them quite a bit. That'll be that'll be cool to see. Yeah, I think. Uh, Using the time that they have, um, I would expect that the second round, you know, Tuesday to not be dramatic. And then I'm right. hoping we get this fundamental shift uh, for Saturday. And I didn't even look at the track maps too much moving forward because mm-hmm. every time I do that, I get disappointed. Like, oh, we ran out of time. Oh, the yeah. weather sucks. Yeah. Oh, like, so I'm just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it by ear and see how we go. 
this first one, it looks like everything's going to plan, and then I'm just going to assume that we have subtle changes until I'm proved, until proven otherwise. Yeah, I'm kind of with you too. Uh, you know, you can't really you see the maps, but you don't really gonna get. You don't know if you're gonna get that for sure when you show up. Right. At a yeah, stadium. and that, I'm not blaming him. I just don't yeah. want to be dead set. I and, and I even looked at doing some preliminary work on the future track maps when we had all this time off, and I'm like, nope. I'm just gonna go. Ha- That's what I had to do at uh, at Arlington or maybe Houston. One of them, I had to go back and rewrite the whole thing because they didn't have time to change the track. It was it was Houston three. I had to go in and rewrite the entire uh, staging area article because they were like, "No, nah, we just all we did was just turn it around. We didn't have time to do anything." Like, <laughs> Sweet, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, hey, how many guys will be in the new kinetic mesh? Will it be a lot of the a lot of the riders? I mean, obviously, Fly Racing supports a lot of guys. You know, guys like Kevin Morans and everything else. Is the plan to put them all in that? Yeah, so the great part of Mesh is that it's a, a really high-volume piece for us, so we can, and it does benefit us to put a ton of it out there. Um, in other situations, like the Houston LE launch, we had a very limited number. I believe it was 500 sets, and it's one of those things where we we kind of knew from pre-booking that it was going to be gone, so we would rather limit our exposure, put the factory guys in it, run the TV commercials, and then offer all that product to dealers versus – absorbing 10% of our total volume to give to privateer guys, right? And that it's not great for the privateer guys, but we're giving them gear anyway. We just would rather have that gear to offer to uh, to be for sale. But with Mesh, we have so much of it. Yeah, we're just going to blanket everybody in it. And I remember, too, day race, people, for Pulp Mech's fantasy purposes, it's a day race. Uh, speaking about fantasy a little bit more, we did our fantasy pod uh, yesterday. It's up now. You can listen to that. For people who don't play fantasy or don't, don't – don't uh, listen to the podcast. We talked about Marty Davalos being at home here. Uh, certainly, it's been a rough season for Marty. Only a couple of top tens, I believe, and a lot of crashes. But yep. um, you know, Paul Parabinos, among others, think that this could be Marty's house, Marty's home. He, he likes his dirt. He's traditionally been good in Georgia. What's your thoughts, man? I, I just don't know. There's, there are going to be so many differences from a February Atlanta race inside a stadium to. April Atlanta race at a speedway with much harder dirt. You know, I'm, I'm excluding the rain because if yeah. it does rain, it's not going to be like tacky. It's just going to be muddy. I just don't see the parallel there. If you want to give it like a, a 5% bump. Okay. Cause th- this is similar dirt to what he rides on all the time. You know, he, he grew up at MTF. He rides this style of dirt a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see a little bit. I just don't think it's apples to apples when you take out the, the standard Supercross feel of it, because I, I think Marty rides that stuff really well. To go outside and all these elements and a completely different type of track, I, I think it just changes the game a little bit. I think by uh, Saturday's race, depending on how the weather is, we're going to get a pretty hard pack, pretty hard pack stuff. Uh, Atlanta, you know, oh, yeah. traditionally gets really baked. Um, not, yeah, it's going to be. Not back in the day, but now, yeah. If we get a full dry event, you're going to see a really, really hard pack track. That's for sure. But lots of jumps does favor Marty. It does. Yep. It does. But hard pack track doesn't favor his front end. Yes, absolutely. No, you got you got a good point there. Um, anybody else that you look to uh, to pick up their effort here in Atlanta with this track and this dirt? Uh, anybody else that you think should exceed expectations? Uh, I look for a lot of the. Uh kind of the North Carolina crew, like the Cooper, obviously Cooper Webb's your points leader, but I think he's yeah. going to be really strong here. I, I just, this is, this is that exact same dirt. And then one of the dark horses that I think could maybe not necessarily be in that mix, but have a better than his average type finish would be Brock Tickle. 
Uh, he's been riding a little better as of late, and this dirt is very much what he grew up on. And don't you know? Don't listen to Swisscore and think that he's a Michigander. He's uh, he's originally from North Carolina, so right. I think uh, I look for Brock to have a, a good weekend and maybe a good three week run here. Well, I hope so. That team needs some luck. McElrath is continuing to be out. He's got a herniated disc. Uh, Benny has been banged up, but is racing. You know, Brock had his yep. good result, but man, yeah, that team needs some needs some karma to go its way. Yeah, and maybe toss in any of the other guys, like the Club MX guys. Yeah. You know, any of the guys that have been riding this type of dirt, I, I think there will be a, just a, a residual benefit there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, man. Hey, thanks for coming on. Uh, appreciate it. We will see you in Atlanta. It's a day race, so see you balls early on Saturday morning, I'm sure. All right, guys. See all right, you. See you, man. Uh, all right, everybody. That's uh, that's a wrap for Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Thank you for listening. Again, thank you to our sponsors, FlyRacing.com, ProTaper, Get, FMF Vision, Maxis. Tits, a uh, fantastic job over there. Yes, thank you. It's just the you mm-hmm. handled the phones yeah. amazingly. Yep, I brought my game today. All right, grab the primer on your way out and leave me some cash. I'll All right. leave you something. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. We will uh, see you next week. We'll talk about Atlanta 3 and more. We're out of here. Bar up top. Yeah, when you, when you click mute, it mutes.